Songezo Mapepe on SAFM. Indeed, enterprise... Oh, sorry, I beg your pardon, I'm reading the wrong story. We're talking about advertising, of course. We're all aware that H&M advert that led to the physical destruction of some of their stores following an advert of a young African child wearing a hoodie saying, the coolest monkey in the jungle. Everything about clicks and tresemme is now part of the conversation that clearly corporate South Africa doesn't get right. Or is it corporate internationally? Dove have been in similar trouble where a woman keeps taking her clothes off and ultimately she becomes light and therefore white and therefore bright and right. And all things consistent with racial undertones that certainly in a country like South Africa have got no well, they certainly are sustaining themselves. I'm not so sure if whether sustaining themselves is sustainable. Preliminary thoughts then. Good evening, please, Ms. Nelly Sangulana. Your thoughts on all of this? Hi, Songedo. Um, thanks for having me. Uh, you said a mouthful. Um, I think for me, where it starts is um, there needs to be a genuine commitment to the market in which these brands operate. Um, and the fact that we keep seeing the same mistakes over and over again, it shows us that there is a real problem um, in the sense that... Uh, Your you call know, has been placed um, on hold. Please wait. The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. Ms. Mulana, are you still there? I am here. We seem to have lost each other there for a second. I beg your pardon for that. No, it's not a problem. Um, So I was saying that um, the real challenge is that uh, there needs to be genuine commitment from these brands in terms of um, understanding the markets that they that they uh, you know they play in, Um, and we you know they need real accountability and consequences to some of the things that, um, you know, that will happen. We had, you know, uh, you know, before the challenge was, you know, the idea of sex cells, you know, before we had you know, this, uh, this very uh, archaic representation of women in advertising, and there was a lot of pushback against that, and that seems to have evolved um, with the evolution of, you know, of women in, in their space, we need to do the same thing with race. Uh, we can't keep having the same um, the same thing over and over again. On that basis, and I want to bring in my second guest here, Mr. Solomon Wang. I'm interested to understand exactly what happens in corporates. They would have teams that engage such topics. They come from the very same society of the men and women who then become outraged by a particular campaign that they can in the name of building brands and therefore selling. What typically, in your experience as a brand reputation advisor, do you engage when these corporates, largely large, which is your client base, engage controversial topics, but topics that nonetheless have to be spoken of because the society demands a sense of comfort in being uncomfortable. Uh, good evening, Sangezo, and to fellow guests and listeners. Look, um, this in South Africa, and I wrote a piece today, I don't know if you saw it, I, there's unconscious racism there's because all of us grew up in silos, in racial silos. So I 
I, I don't really believe, I don't have evidence to believe that people go out to say, you know what, let's go out and let's go get those blacks. Let's, let's go put something into the market that will really rile them a little bit. I don't think so. I think people just need to be a, a lot more aware and mindful of the sensitivities, but they have to be, diversity training is very important and it lacks. And a lot of the teams that one sees tend to be, you know, people, people, regard transformation as a quotas game in terms of, in other words, how many blacks do you have? How many women do we have? How many women, people of disabilities, et cetera, do you have in your team? But they don't look at it from a cultural perspective, corporate cultural perspective. So what does it mean to really be transformed? How do you consider the world around? Because we, we have to admit that we, the world, as we have known it, has been very, very culturally screwed, skewed towards one way. Now we live in a world where all these uh, perspectives have to be taken into account. But if you have a team that is uh, uni-race, uh, where the decision, the main decisions are taken by one group that might have grown up in a silo of its own without knowledge and appreciation or empathy towards other groups, or even with preconceived ideas about other groups, or with the thinking that you can think for, for the other groups because you cannot think at the same level as you are, you're going to end up with decisions like this. So corporates have to embrace not just transformation in terms of numbers, but transformation in, in terms of the way things are done. And this is not, this has not gone far enough. I'm going to ask this question to you, Ms. Ngulana. In relation, therefore, from what Butsoli has said, this then becomes more than an advertising campaign. Really, it has become a PR exercise for clicks. How, in a PR sense, would you have gone about the response from clicks following the outrage when it, the, the, the campaign hit social media. What would have been, if you like, the critical line in responding to something like this? Ms. Mulana seems not to be on the line. Brasoli, you heard that question. Do you want to respond to it then in relation to the sorry, critical that, line that organized? The, the question, the answer, sorry. The answer would have been, um, the first step here would have been to, to actually acknowledge that there is a problem, right? Um, and take ownership as a brand in terms of, yes, this came out on our platforms. We, uh, we know what is wrong. We are going to go and, and look at, you know, what went wrong. I think the immediate challenge that they had was that they didn't take responsibility, right? And they quickly assigned a responsibility to Tresemme, right, um, about it. So the first step always is to actually acknowledge that, yes, we know that there's a problem, give us some time to go and have a look at what is wrong. Take, obviously, the immediate steps of removing the offending images and, and all of that. And when you have thought through in your war room in terms of where, what is the real problem here, once you have figured that out, then you need to go back to people with a clear action plan. That didn't happen to them. They were on the back foot from the beginning. They only started acknowledging it much, much later. By then, the EFF and all of that, and all of that was in the fray. So they were constantly in the back foot. Ooh, 0891-104-207. We have moved away from the actual um, controversy that has been the last couple of days following the Clicks advert and campaign run by Theresa May on the Clicks platform. Rather, we are engaging in the thought process of organizations because being a Wednesday on the show, we focus now 
on the rands and cents questions. Advertising, what should inform advertising? What are the clear boundaries from which one or an organization should steer clear from? What are the controversial topics and how are such topics engaged for the purposes of engaging the society? And how do we effectively implement transformation? The call already from one of my guests, Mr. Mweng, is it's not about changing faces or even possibly having genders. It's having mindsets that speak the language of transformation, that speaks the culture of the organization, which hopefully would be representative of the kind of society required. Should you have thoughts? 891 What's up, voice notes? 614 My name is Songa Zomapetka. Mr. Moeng, let's ask this question because you had raised it. What is then transformation in the organization if it's not just about the headcount of Africans and Coloreds and Indians and whites and males and females? The way we do things, the way we... Uh, but also in, an, in the advertising, you must remember that the advertising... Getting an ad into the public space it, it, it involves many steps. There's a whole value chain of ideas. It's very iterative. So you have the brand manager or the brand people who feed, uh, who brief rather the, the creative guys or the studio, and the the, the, the the creative guys come up with ideas, and it's very iterative. It might, it might be two, three, four times before the, the brand manager, the brand people say, yeah, okay, we like that idea, and then they come up with okay, idea, models, model types, you know, to 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 present the idea, uh, you could, you know, is it a big man, a small man, a fat man, a child, a thin woman, etc., etc. And all of that process, but in the end, it gets to a point where everybody says, "Okay, uh, we're happy with it." Now the brand manager takes the responsibility. They will, okay, okay, it speaks to the message. It speaks, it speaks to the uh, to the product. It speaks to the message that you want to to put out there. But the mistake that people make, and they've made it here, they've they've done, they've made the same mistake here, they've done it before. Is that they they have to be mindful of the of the society of the of the target market of the community in which they they operate. You know, there's a lot of talk of stake. All businesses should be mindful of stakeholders, and stakeholders are not are no longer just your immediate customers or your shareholders. But you might you have to be mindful of the sentiments of the sensitivities. You can't go to Saudi Arabia and start selling pork in the streets. It's not going to work. Actually, they might even burn your life. You know what I'm saying? So you, if you live in a society like South Africa where race is our biggest fault line or our biggest weakness, you know you're going to be in trouble if you don't you, if you're not mindful of the sensitivities are sensitivities around racial issues you know you're not going to make it so you have to have teams inside inside of the room not that are not just representative in terms of numbers also but that are also able to that are given the space to express themselves they must be able to say wait wait a minute i'm muslim if you put that thing into that community out there you're going to have trouble you know if oh i'm christian or i'm I'm black, and and you know you can't say stuff like that out there. Or I'm this. But obviously, it has to be. Brands shouldn't get to a point where they're afraid to say anything because they're going to be in trouble with somebody. But the point is, there are some basic sensitivities that all brands and brand people who put products into the market have to be aware of. And this shows that either one, somebody was not aware of these sensitivities. They didn't have the right people in the team to bring this to their awareness, or somebody didn't care, or it's totally uh, unconscious racism. It, I don't think, like I said before, I don't think anyone went out there and said, let's go and offend the black people. I don't think so. I think it's just that somebody was too naive, and that's why you need a mixed team, so diverse teams. The more diverse you have as a team, wherever you are, the richer you are. Sisneli, sir. On the basis that Uputsoli is saying nobody went out there saying let's go and offend blacks, 
In another industry, that type of attitude, either of ignorance or indifference, albeit not intentional, could and does have serious and dire consequences in instances, for instance, where loss of life or limb is the inevitable because simply somebody didn't intend to, but because they were in any event indifferent, the consequences are dire. What should typically then be the outcome ultimately for clicks, ultimately for Tresme, ultimately for these brands that whilst they might not be doing this intentionally, nonetheless go out to do it and court the controversy at hands? What should a typical response that drives the message home that indifference is not enough? Because one doesn't sell one's indifference at an interview. They sell that they're on top of things. They are alive. They've got their finger on the proverbial pulse. They know how to read society and the sentiment. But then an advert like this comes out, which betrays all of that. I mean, I think um, there's one or two things. Uh, I just want to add a little bit to what Bertrand was saying there. I mean, you know, this uh, this last couple of days, I've been reflecting myself on, you know, how um, when I was a junior communicator, how, um, you know, how we dealt with the issue of visuals and campaigns, etc. And, um, you know, what I remember is the fact that back then, we didn't have consumers who questioned the decision-making process in terms of what we chose to represent them as, right? Um, The images, you know, we chose and we just move on. Even the approval process um, there was not stringent. You know, um, our seniors pretty much sometimes let us do that, or even for them, there was that unconscious bias, so to speak. I don't like that term, but, you know, for lack of a better term. But uh, what has happened is that... What do you like if you don't like unconscious bias? Which, which term would you prefer? You know, I think, you know, the saying unconscious bias kind of takes away the responsibility that people have in these instances, right? Because, uh, you know, we then moved to a space where we we're like, okay, the market we're speaking to now is not just white. So we need to try and have race. But because we were scared as well to speak about, you know, to be explicit about race in terms of, you know, who in the market we're speaking to, how do we represent those people in the imagery? You know, we would end up just choosing a very, because in the room, other people don't get why it's important for the representation to be correct and and, you know, appropriately nuanced, you end up with a racially ambiguous uh, uh, person, right? So that when all your markets look at the ad, they can sort of see themselves and they move on. However, we now live in a space where corporates can't, you know, they can't, uh, you know, be half, half-hearted about, you know, uh, venturing into certain areas of their market's lives. So to speak. So if you're celebrating all hair care types, you better make sure that you are on point in terms of understanding the language to to use and the imagery to use in order to touch the right points for the customers. So I think you know, just in terms of what Brasley was uh, was speaking to to there, in terms of consequences. I mean, often we talk about the fact that there are no consequences, et cetera, et cetera. But we are seeing real consequences in this particular case. Tresemme has been delisted from clicks. That's, you know, that's revenue loss. 
Tricks has had, you know, uh, three days now of, of, of interrupted trading. They weren't open today. That's direct, um, uh, you know, loss of sales. They've had, um, they've had, uh, you know, stores vandalized, etc., and all of that. So there is, there is that, and obviously all the negative, uh, you know, coverage that chips away at the brand's reputation. But we still have a challenge that we don't have strong authority bodies, associations that can actually, you know, make sure they take this up. We are now relying on the Human Rights Commission to speak to, you know, the elements of racism in, 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 in this. We do need robust, you know, uh, credible uh, uh, bodies within the industry that will make sure that there are real consequences to this beyond just consumers boycotting the product. I'm going to ask about the boycott and the financial losses that come with that. After callers now, Sakila in Durban, Senzanga Corner, M. Gungundro for Peter Marisburg immediately after. Good evening, Sakile. Hello, 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 guys. Look, mm. if, you, if you watch South African television, there is a fast food outlet that does politically advert. I mean, ever since I was young, they've never received any purchase from the public. Because they are appropriate and they are funny, and they research about our, the South African market, and they know what to do. You in this now, you in this um, global warming thing, sustainable. Earth, you see brands, you know, even telling us that you can, this product was made by these renewable things and things like that. People who 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 who, who know that they have to move with time, and then you're gonna have people who are going to say, no, we didn't know. It's like unconscious bias. There's nothing like that. You must know your consumer. So as you are a broadcaster, you know what will get you in trouble with the DCCSA and whatever. And you don't do that. It's simple as that. So people mustn't make excuses for people for, for being ignorant. There mustn't be an excuse for being ignorant. Because it must be expensive. It must cost you. It must cost you money. That's what must happen. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Sakina. Much appreciated. Senza Nakona, your thoughts, please. Hello, guys. Uh, hello to the other listeners. I mean, uh, I hold the view that there is no way that after we had the Dow debacle uh, about, about two years ago, we had the Dow debacle with that lady you described when he started the show, Songizo. And we then had the H&M debacle with that young man uh, who, who was tagged as, you know, the smartest monkey in the park or whatever. And we had a few other incidents in the, in the market that turned out to be racial. You know, those those things attracted a similar response, particularly, for example, from the EFM. I don't want to believe that the marketing teams out there, the brand management teams, did not realize that this thing would um, result in by, by the public. I don't want to believe that the guys that are in marketing generally in all the businesses in the country did not take a leaf from the lessons that were learned out of the Dow tobacco as well as the H&M tobacco. I do believe that living in this day of social media, there's a very big possibility that someone in the marketing team at Clicks wanted to be very controversial and intentionally put that ad out in the market. And resulting from, from, from my assertion, I just want to check with the guys who experience in the space. Don't companies have policies don't companies have policies around what makes sense if you're going to put an ad out there? Don't they have a system that checks if this advert makes sense? Don't they have 
uh, you know, groups that sit and look at the edge and say, guys, this is how the edge is likely going to be received in the market. I certainly know some brands do go out and test their eggs before they put them out there in the market. Click's mistake is a grave one, and it's embarrassing, particularly because this is a company that operates at international standards and has solid management. They've been going at this for a long time, and they know how South Africa is racially polarized. There is no way they didn't know that this thing is going to turn out the way it did. Any big words are not going to make sense to defend their actions. Totally embarrassing. Fantastic. Absolutely. SMS that has come through. Good evening, Brother Songhezo. Racism is a disease in the mind of those who believe that they are more superior than others. When we define race using color like black and white, we plant seeds that grow racism. If we can stop defining race by color, it'll make a huge difference. Thank you from chapter two. I'm very behind on this story. One minute in conclusion. What are your thoughts in relation to the calls and this message, Brasoli? And people have the right to, feel, to, to, to believe what they do. I, do, I really don't believe that there was an, 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 a deliberate you know, act of going out to, to, uh, to go after black people. I don't think so. I really, you know what? I grew up in Soweto. I, I grew up calling Indian people Makuda until one day someone said, dude, stop it. it. It's an insult to them. They don't like that. And I stopped. So I call them Makura not because I wanted to insult them, because I grew up where we, we refer to Indian people as Makura. And white people, Indian people, colored people, all races in South Africa, we grew up in, in, in silos. We say certain things, we think certain things, and there's nobody to challenge those, those things. And one day, then we go into the world out there, into the corporate world, we think that the things we grew up with, the, the, the socialization we grew up with is fine, and it's not fine. So I don't really, sure. I, I don't believe it's deliberate. But there's got to be consequence. I'm not saying there shouldn't be consequence. And, but I don't think that stores should be banned, you know? I mean, there's a bigger picture to think about, but there's got to be consequence. We have the equality court in South Africa. They sh- those people who have taken uh, picks to, 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 to the equality court are right. There's got to be consequence for this. But there's also got to be change in the culture. There's got to be change in the way this was. I, I work for Woolies. I was head of corporate comms and PR at Woolies. We 30 seconds, to, 20 seconds, please, eh? Before we ask the questions. Fantastic. Thank you so much for your contributions and because we really have to rush. Ms. Ngulana, final comments from you, specifically the economics question. Can South Africa afford less money circulating in the economy? Because you did say that it should hurt them in the pocket. Sakila went on to say racism must be expensive. Can South Africa at this time now afford the economic loss that is coming as a result of what has happened? I think, um, you know, the direction that Trix is taking with replacing Tresme with local, uh, with local brands is the right way. Um, so I think, you know, in terms of the economic loss, um, you know, it's, um, you know, you know, growing local industry is not a loss. There's de- you know, that is definitely needed. And I think most importantly here, it is, it is for the group and also other brands to understand that this is not even, you know, the, the thinking, the whole issue behind this is the trampling of the group dignity of a group of people in this country. So, um, you know, people who, who reduce this to just being a black and white issue. Um, we can't run away from the fact that in South Africa, we are a racially wounded society. We have to talk about race. We have to deal with it. And that needs to start in our boardrooms. 
Fantastic. Thank you so much, then. Thank you so much to my guests, Soli Mueng and Nelly Mulana. Much appreciating giving us their thoughts, perspectives and experiences in relation to advertising and how campaigns can be run responsibly and some of the consequences that have to follow when they get it wrong, as has been the case most recently with Click Stroke Tresume.